Okay. All right, let's call this meeting to order. Um, I assume that a roll call isn't necessary as you can uh, take uh, the list. And obviously this phone number is me, Jerry Halverson. Uh, we did approve the minutes. Next on the agenda is the minutes, but I'm pretty sure we approved those last week. Is there a reason that we have to reapprove them or was that a mistake? These are uh, executive committee minutes. Yeah, and I think that's what we approved last week. I mean, we can approve them again, but I'm, I remember that we approved the executive committee last time. Um, but that's that's fine. Uh, I move approval of the minutes. Is there a second? Does Langton all second? All of those in favor of approving the minutes, please respond by saying aye. 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 Thank you. Those are approved. I am not aware of public comment. Do we have any public comment? There is no public comment. No registrants. All right. Okay. Thank you. Um, if there are, is there any need for disclosures or recusals at this time? And please, I am not uh, able to see the meeting. So if you have anything that you want to say, uh, Robin, please just say it. No, no need okay, for recusal. Okay, thank you. Let's go to new business. Uh, Board of Health for Madison and Dane County Resolution 2022-24, authorization to accept American Rescue Plan Act funds from the Wisconsin Department of Children and Family for the Maternal Infant and Early Childhood Home Visiting Program. Is there a motion to approve this? This is Langton, so moved. And I will second. Uh, could we have more uh, detail about this resolution, please? So, hello there. Uh, this is uh, Daniel Stottleman Scanlon. I am a supervisor with Public Health, Madison and Dane County. And I uh, wrote this resolution. And um, as, yeah, the resolution states, this is funding from that we get through the American Rescue Plan that goes to the Wisconsin Department of Children and Families Services and then gets funneled or is, is provided to Public Health Medicine Dane County as we are a um, provider of the maternal infant early childhood home visiting. Um, we have that, that grant so we provide uh, services. We have two nurses that provide services with that funding um, to families in need, to about 40 families. And this is new funding that uh, was provided through the American Rescue Plan. It's for a total of $6,400, and it's to be used to purchase um, emergency supplies that are quite defined by the American Rescue Plan. Um, things such as diapers, wipes, diaper rash, infant formula, menstrual supplies, cleaning supplies, PPE. So um, this is given to us to purchase those items for the families that we're supporting in our home visiting services. And it'd be great to be able to accept the funds to be able to purchase those supplies. I don't know if there's any questions. That, that's perfect. Uh, Robin, do you have any questions or comments? No, none for me. Neither do I. All of those in favor of accepting this resolution, please respond by saying aye. 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 That is accepted. Let's move on to the next resolution. 
Board of Health for Madison and Dane County Resolution 2022-23, authorization to accept additional funds from the Roots and Wings Foundation Incorporated to support maternal and child health population from pregnancy through age three. Is there a motion to approve? This is Langton, so moved. And I will second. Could we have further information about this resolution, please? Sure, this is Daniel Stuttleman Scanlon again, supervisor with public health, and I oversee our um, home visiting programs. And we have been receiving Roots and Wings Foundation funding for um, a number of years now, and they um, have uh, granted us or this this motion or this resolution is to increase the funds that they were providing to us and also expanding the use of the funds. Um, pre previously, these funds were used to support the Nurse Family Partnership Program, where we have six nurses that are supporting people who are pregnant with their first pregnancy until the age of two years old when they graduate from the program. We also have other maternal child health services, another home visiting program, prenatal care coordination, that also supports people who are pregnant. And we have other initiatives um, around maternal mental health services, the fetal infant mortality review. So um, Roots and Wings contacted us. They would like to increase the grant funds to $150,000 a year for this year and the next two years. So it'd be a three consecutive years total at $150,000 each year. These funds, um, there's quite a bit of flexibility that Roots and Wings uh, allows us. Uh, we have been using these funds for what we call flex funding to support um, uh, families with in a whole variety of manners, um, transportation assistance, gas uh, vouchers, um, to, uh, cards to support uh, food and baby supplies, emergency support for the families. Um, and what this fund all this fund also helps support our nurse family partnership community advisory board, which is made up entirely of current and former graduates of the nurse family partnership program. So we're able to um, support those primarily mothers who attend that um, uh, that advisory board. And we will additionally be able to then, uh, with the language from Roots Family, Roots and Wings, be able to support the prenatal care coordination families that are enrolled in that program and our other maternal child health support services. Excellent. Thank you very much. Any further questions? None for me. Okay. All those in favor please of, of this resolution, please respond by saying aye. 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 Opposed? That passes. Thank you very much. Um, and the next resolution uh, is the Board of Health for Madison and Dane County Resolution 2022-22, Public Health Madison and Dane County 2023 Operating Budget Proposal. Uh, could I have a motion to approve? This is Langton, so moved. And I will second. Uh, could we have somebody walk through this with us, please? Thank you. Yes, happy to walk through uh, the proposal with you. And Devin will be uh, sharing slides um, that 
uh, we will be speaking to um, in this next section here. Um, so since we met last week, we have uh, finalized um, the program budgets, consolidated those budgets, reconciled the budgets, um, and are coming to you with our recommendations for our uh, full 2023 uh, operating budget proposal, which is then due to, this, due to the city um, to submit um, on Friday. And so what you'll see here, we've been you know, trying to address kind of three main questions for you all. Um, what is the total budget number that we're uh, proposing for this uh, upcoming fiscal year and what the total budget will, are we asking for your approval? Um, how does that budget compare to last year? And then um, a breakdown and a bit of understanding uh, regarding the categories of the budget. So you'll see categories um, approved it, are shown in two different ways. First, uh, by major at the agency level, um, and Millicent will walk you through that slide. And then uh, by service level. So that's kind of the grouping, um, kind of the topic area grouping of our programs. Uh, so you'll see the budget presented uh, uh, in two, two different ways for you here. So um, I'll pass it to Millicent who will lead us through kind of an overview of our budget at an, at an agency level, the budget proposal for 2023. Hi all, Millicent Hutchinson here, glad to be here. Okay, so our, as Kate said, our 2023, 2023 budget is due tomorrow and we're seeking your approval. Um, the total budget proposal is a little bit over $28.8 million and it, met the, it meets the cost to continue directives um, per the city and the county. It also includes um, continued grant funded personnel and contracts, some violence prevention uh, money and um, funds for COVID response and re recovery. It also includes 20% increase in license establishment fees. And just to note, there's no change in funding levels for community agency contracts. Next slide, please. So now I will um, give a summary of the budget um, by budget lines. Um, I will talk about this year's proposal as compared to 2022's budget and just give a, a little bit of information as to why there's a variance. So as I said before, the revenue for 2023 is a little bit over $28.8 million. It was um, a little bit over $26.6 million in 2022. And the variance is largely as a result of the fee increase in license establishment that 20%. Also some COVID response dollars that we receive um, for the response. And there's also $975,000 that we'll be using from our fund balance. One to purchase um, equipment uh, for the lab for about 125,000 and 850,000 um, to continue our COVID response. Our salaries for 2023 is a little bit over 16.1 million, was $15.6 million in 2022, an increase of over 555,000. That's largely as a result of increase um, FTEs, also step increases. Our benefits um, is a little bit over $7.1 million, and it was $6 million in 2022. This is as a result of increased positions also and uptake of benefits. 
Our supplies is a little bit over a million dollars, was almost half in 2022, an increase of $377,000. And this is largely because of additional medical supplies that we purchased. We've seen an increase in costs. Also, supplies needed for our COVID response. Our purchase services is a little bit over $4 million, was a little bit over $3.7 million in 2022, an increase of $226,000. This is largely as a result of contracts um, for violence prevention and also um, a per equipment repair for the lab for $125,000. Our debt service remains the same at $437,450 um, as 2022. And also our inter D charges, which is our fleet service charge, and that's 68,415. And that remains the same as 2022. Please let me know if you have any questions. Thanks so much, Millicent. Uh, if there are there any questions before we move to um, uh, presentation I think, services? I think Robin is jumping in. Yep. Can I ask one yep, question? I do not have questions. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Robin. Thank you. Um, can you tell us what the increased staff are? So the increase. Uh, Kate, do you want to talk about the staff increase? So, and Millicent, please jump in if I miss something. Um, it's both um, annualizing some of the project positions that were created outside of the budget process last year. Um, and then the salaries uh, will also include those hourly costs related to uh, the LTEs for the COVID response that we haven't budgeted for in the same way previously. Um, you know, we had put those on. So we're, we're trying to be more proactive in creating space to assure that we do have that LTE capacity um, on the books for the 2023 year. Thank you. Okay, you can continue, thank you. Thanks. Okay, so what you see um, in, this, in this slide and the next slide uh, is a breakdown of the budget by service. There are eight services currently. Um, it's how our budget is organized in the city's financial system. Um, the first four um, are on the screen and then the second kind of half are all related to environmental health. And so I'll go through the first half of this slide and then ask uh, Ariel uh, Smith to step in for the second two services on this slide. Uh, so uh, the first service here is administration. Uh, this service includes kind of our general, um, it's our operations division. So general administrative services, our budget and finance team, communications team, uh, workforce development, uh, health and racial equity uh, work. Um, so in 2023, uh, that budget is uh, 5.3 million. Um, there is a significant variance you can see from 2022 to 2023 in administration uh, because we are um, creating a new 
team within our organization, a data science unit. We are really excited uh, to be able to leverage and formalize some of the lessons learned from COVID. Um, and we know that kind of a centralized uh, data team that's able to um, you know, learn from each other and support programs across the agency and help us in our decision-making um, is gonna be to our benefit and was one of the, the real strengths of our COVID response. So we're formalizing a data science unit um, right now for in this kind of transition moment, it will be, um, it's under the administration service. So that's uh, the variants that you see there are, the are primarily the salaries and benefits um, of existing staff that are just now reassigned into that uh, data science unit uh, with an existing supervisor and it will be our epidemiologists um, and data analysts on staff. Uh, the second service um, on this uh, slide is community health. Um, as this is a pretty good representation of our community health division, um, all of those uh, programs that you associate with our uh, community health division are uh, captured in this service. Uh, is our largest division, which is why that uh, service line budget is um, large. It's $10 million, $10.4 million of budgeted uh, expenses in 2023, um, a little bit higher than the 2022 expenses. Again, a variance of $620,000. Uh, Millicent spoke to some of these uh, shifts or the, the rationale for this variance um, just a moment ago, but again, it's those uh, medical supplies, primarily um, some grant-related expenses, step increases, and again, formalizing and annualizing uh, new the uh, project positions that weren't included in last year's budget. That includes a disease intervention specialist in HIV um, outreach which is funded by a grant. So I will pass uh, to Arielle to jump in for uh, emergency preparedness planning and policy planning and evaluation. Thanks, Kate. Um, so as you can see, we're projecting 2023 expenses for emergency preparedness planning to be um, just over $3 million. And that's in comparison to the 2022 expenses, which were kind of just over $2 million. And a good bit of that variance is attributed to um, our COVID response and recovery project positions. Um, we do have most, if not all of them, hired at this point. Um, so that puts us in really good shape to conduct some of that more project-oriented work for the next two years around COVID. Um, a very a smaller portion of this variance is also attributed to um, some increases in some emergency preparedness um, funding from the state as well. Um, we expect that that may also fluctuate throughout 2023, especially given that um, ASPR, which is the Assistant Secretary for Preparedness and Response at the federal level, um, earlier this week has um, signed an executive order officially um, declaring the ongoing public health emergency around coronavirus. So we expect to see some changes there too. Um, and then in the policy planning and evaluation service line, um, our 2023 expenses are projected to be. Um, $4,400, a little bit over that, um, whereas our 2022 expenses um, were just over $5 million. And again, Kate spoke to the majority of that variance um, being related to the creation of the data science program. Um, currently, our epidemiologist and data analyst were housed in the PPE division. And so with that moving to administration, that also 
um, that's pretty much the main cause of that variance. And I will pass it to Bonnie for Environmental Health Services. Thank you, Arielle. Bonnie Koenig here, Director of Environmental Health. I go by the pronouns she, her, and hers. And here to go over the service proposals in the Environmental Health Division. The first line here you see is animal services. And in 2022, we are at about 1.2 million. We're a little under that this for 2023 at 1.183. Um, so we're seeing a variance of negative $83,798. And um, that is attributed to the retirements and um, is directly correlated to the cost savings that we're seeing in salary and benefits of the new staff from uh, the retirements and attrition. Um, the next line is environmental, or the next service line is environmental protection. That includes our well and septic program, lead, mold, radon, and water quality. Um, as you can see in 2022, it was about 1 million. Uh, we really don't see any change in expenses in 2023, um, and that um, there there's no significant shift here, and um, it remains flat. So the next service line is our laboratory, and Millicent has spoken to this already. Um, we're seeing an increase in expenses. We went from 624,000 um, in 2022 to 704,000 in 2023 and that variance is $79,702 um, and that is um, capturing some of that new laboratory equipment um, that we're needing to um, repair or replace in the lab this in 2023. And then last service line here is licensed establishment and you have heard from the others already that we will be increasing fees by 20% in 2023. Just a little background on this. If you recall, um, we had increased fees in January of 2020, but we quickly reverted them back to our 2015 fee structure um, at the start of the pandemic. Um, we have not increased fees since, and we continue to grow in, uh, in licensed establishments. Um, our growth since 2015 is around 34% in licensed establishment numbers. And just since uh, 2020, during the pandemic, we've continued to see a growth of 14.5%. So this increase in fees will help us to increase the capacity for workload to be in line with the guidance of span of control and the sanitary per ratio for the FDA retail food standards. Um, this capacity building includes two sanitarians and one supervisor. Those two positions were uh, created this past year as part of the COVID response and recovery um, positions in uh, late 2019. However, we'll be, uh, these fees will be paying them for permanent capacity building in the licensed establishment program starting in 2023. We also will be adding an admin clerk and reclassing a technician to a sanitarian, again, to address um, the workload uh, span of control and the sanitarian ratio per licensed establishments. Um, so during our COVID response, many of our sanitarians were activated and they were not able to complete the licensed establishment work in the field. 
there were salary savings that were realized from um, this time. And we will be giving back those salary savings to our licensed establishment operators. It will be 20% credit on the renewals, and that will be spread out in a graduated manner over the next three years. So uh, likely to be a credit of 10% in 2023, another credit for 5% in 2024, and another credit to our operators in 2025 of 5%. So hopefully this will help soften the 20% increase of fees by giving back um, this credit to our operators over the next three years. And I'll hand it back to Kate. Thanks, Bonnie. Uh, that is uh, all the information in the presentation we have uh, for you tonight, but would um, welcome questions um, as you have them uh, regarding our proposal. Well, I'd like to first thank you for putting that together. I understand that this has been uh, kind of a time crunch, um, but I, I, I appreciate that. Uh, Robin, do you have any uh, questions? Thanks, Jerry. I also appreciate the, the details, so thank you for walking us through that. Um, I just have one question. I know you mentioned that the amount for the contracts for community-based organizations is staying level. Could you just take us through, does that include kind of level funding for the violence prevention, the substance use, and then I think there had also been a falls prevention or injury prevention funding, are those things all staying level? Yeah, I can speak to that. So yes, those are all staying level. I would say the only caveat is the violence prevention funding, and that's just the way we had to split it across the three years based on the lump sum amount we received from the city. So that's the only level we anticipate to kind of flex over the next two years, but um, we kind of have it budgeted this way in a way that kind of tries to keep it equal for the three years, but we may be able to play with some amounts based on applicants from the RFPs. Thank you. Any further questions? Seeing none, all those in favor of accepting uh, the budget as, as outlined uh, in the presentation, Please respond by saying aye. 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 Are there any opposed? There are no opposed. So that does pass. So my understanding is that is the end of our agenda. Is there any new business that I am not aware of? Hearing no new business, I am open uh, for a motion for adjournment. Ms. Langton, I'll move to adjourn. And I will second. All of those in favor of adjournment, please respond by saying aye. Aye. We are adjourned. Thank you very much, everybody. Have a great rest of your evening. Thank you.